Good morning. How you guys doing today? Awesome. Good to see everybody today. My name is Andrew. I'm the lead pastor. For those of you that do not know me, I want to welcome everybody that is watching us right now on YouTube and is going to listen to our podcast this week. Hey, thank you for watching and listening and staying connected to Passionate Life Church. We, uh, last week, we did a one-off message called We Need a Move. Today, we're, we're, we're starting a new series called Reason to Run. Reason to Run. Mark Twain said that the greatest day of your life is the day that you're born. And he said the second greatest day of your life is, is when you realize why you were born. And so that's the series that we're going into, Reason to Run. Uh, before we get into it today, uh, I got four dates for you. Go ahead and put those four dates up on the screen. Uh, take a picture of it. Memorize it. Write them down. Okay, these are our four dates uh, that are coming up that I want all of us to be involved in. Uh, last week, I'm not, I'm not going to re-preach my message from last week. Uh, we need to move. But uh, what's happening in our country is sad. There's a lot of brokenness. And the only one that can heal our country now is God. And, and here at Passionate Life Church, we want to intercede. We, we want to be part of the move that God is going to do. And, and so September 16th, uh, we're going to start a, a 10-day season of prayer and fasting. And again, what, if you haven't watched last week's message, you can go online and watch it, listen to the podcast so you can get up to speed. But it starts September 16th uh, with our upper room prayer time. Uh, those of you that have never been part of a prayer time, you're already like, what is that, okay? And it's, it's from 7 to 8.30, and some of you are like, that sounds like a really long time to pray. Listen, trust me, okay? It's not. Once you get in there, you can bring your Bible, devotional. Uh, you can pray with somebody. You can pray by yourself. And then at the end, it's a time to, to share what God has been speaking to you. People get visions and dreams. It's just an encouraging time to come uh, and, and be one in prayer. And so I want to encourage everybody to come, 7 o'clock, Upper Room Prayer, September 16th. We start our 10 days of prayer and fasting. And then the next date is September 20th. It is Back to Church Sunday. This is a real thing, okay? Uh, back to Church Sunday, and we need it more than ever right now, okay? And, and you've heard the statistics that I've been given. 33% uh, of people have unplugged from church completely since the, the, the COVID stuff, the pandemic stuff. And 50% of millennials have unplugged completely of that 33%. And so we, man, we, you need to come back to church. Listen, I, I understand some of you have uh, health concerns, and you're watching online, of course we want you to be safe and, and not come back until you feel completely comfortable. Um, but listen, even the CDC said the pandemic is over, okay? I don't know if you've seen the statistic last week, but only 6% of people that got COVID actually died from COVID, Okay, so what that means is you have a better chance of getting struck by lightning than dying from COVID. So there's no reason to stay away from church, okay? Come on, get back into God's house. Get back into life group. Come on. Get your kids into kids' church. Get your kids into youth 
Man, God is doing so many great things in our youth. They're getting ready to start a Tough topic series. It's called Heavy. Listen, your kids, they get spoken to a certain way in the public school system and through media and through television. They need to hear a biblical principle of some of the tough topics that they're only getting one-sided at, okay? And so it's not only just a fun time in youth. They do a lot of fun, crazy things. If you saw announcements last week, they're crazy, okay? But they're awesomely crazy. Kids have fun, but they also teach the Bible there. They want your kids to be equipped and, and, and know why, what they believe, what they believe, okay? And so, come on, back to church Sunday, uh, September 20th. We're just trying to get rally everybody to come back. And, and if you haven't watched online, start watching online again. And then September 23rd, Upper Room Prayer again, uh, Wednesday night, 7 to 8.30. Uh, encourage everybody. Listen, we're not going to have child care, and so spouses swip, uh, switch off and on. You watch the kids one Wednesday night, and then the next Wednesday night, you let them come, okay? And so it's going to be another powerful time. And then we're going to end it, end the fast September 25th, uh, Seven Mountains of Influence. If you haven't heard of that, Google it, okay? Look it up. Um, we're going to have seven different stations set up. This is kind of where we're um, doing our devotions on, the daily, the 10-day daily devotions and prayer time uh, every single day during the fast. We're just going to pray that God is going to move mountains, amen? God is going to move mountains during this season. Man, what Satan has caused for harm, God is going to create something amazing. Man, I just believe that God is getting ready to move in his church and in his people like never before. And we need to be prepared as the church that we don't miss it. We don't want God to, we don't want to miss what God has in store for Littleton, Colorado and our surrounding areas and the healing of our city. And so, uh, man, we're, we're going to pray and we're going to fast and there's going to be a commandment that sent, that sent to heaven and, and that, man, God is going to begin to move during those times. It's going to be a powerful, powerful time. And I don't want anybody to miss it. Amen. Amen. All right. I'm fired up. Reason to run. Reason to run. Come on, let's pray, and then we'll get into God's Word today. Father, I thank you for this moment. I thank you that we can gather together, Lord. God, we just lift up our country as, as we remember 9-11 and, and what happened during that time, just that dreadful time, and, and that actually brought our country together, and, and all the police officers and, and firefighters that lost their life that day, Lord. We, we never forget, Lord. And we just thank you for this country. We pray healing over this country, Lord. We pray over our president right now that you would protect his life. You'd give him wisdom. We pray over Jared Polis this morning, God, that you'd protect his life, that you'd give him wisdom, help him to lead our state well, Father. God, we just pray for this morning, this moment. This moment is yours, God. You love this moment that we've gathered together uh, online and in this room today to hear a word from you, God. And so, God, I just pray you'd open our hearts, you'd open our minds this morning to your word, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen, amen and amen. Reason to run, part one today is finding freedom, finding freedom. Don and I, uh, we lived in uh, Florida for, uh, I lived there about 12 years. She lived there about, uh, I don't know, eight or nine years, uh, maybe 10 years, huh? How long did you live in Lakeland for? 10 years? 10 years. Um, and, and I don't know if you're aware of this, but in Florida, they have this thing called a dog track. Anybody been to a dog track? Okay. One person. Okay. 
There's a reason why, okay? Like, it's not, you know, the clientele is, is not the best. And so uh, we, we, yeah, and, uh, and so Don and I, I think we were dating. I think it was a date. We went to a dog track, and, uh, yep. Uh, <laughs> and so, oh, I had never been, right? And so I'm like, it's not like horse, it's not like the horse track. There's no jockey, and, and the dogs just run around. They're greyhounds, and, um, and I, it was even complicated to, to even bet on the dogs. Like, I couldn't even figure it out. And so, uh, anyways, the dogs need a reason to run, okay? The dogs need a reason to run, and they have this mechanical rabbit and the, that they put fur on it. It looks real, and then they ring a bell, and then the, the rabbit goes, you know, around the track, and the dogs chase, chase the, the rabbit, right? And so, uh, I heard this, this story in Florida. They had a malfunction uh, of, of one of these rabbits, and it exploded, right? In the middle of the race, it exploded. Fur goes everywhere. Sparks go everywhere. Well, the dogs did one of three things. Uh, one of the groups of dogs, they continued to run right into the railing, and, and they broke the ribs. Uh, another group of dogs uh, just stopped, and, and they just laid down and took a nap right on the track. And then another group just started barking at people. They just started barking at people. And the reason why I love this illustration so much is because it's a great analogy for our own lives. We all need a reason to run. And if we don't have a reason to run, if we don't have a purpose in this life, we'll do one of three things. We'll lay down and sleep through life. Or we'll end up hurting ourselves. We'll end up doing something dumb and hurting ourselves. Or we'll just bark at each other, right? Howl and bark. Come on, there's a lot of barking going on today. If we don't have a reason to run. Ecclesiastes 3.11, and I'm going to give you the big picture first, okay? I'm going to give you the, the end first, the big picture of what we're striving for. And then I'll get into the details. Ecclesiastes 3.11. Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. And so we don't know the beginning to the end of our lives. We, we, don't, we don't know that. And, and, and what we're focusing on here is eternity, Right? And, and God says that he's planted eternity in our heart so man would be without excuse. When we stand before God, we wouldn't have any excuse because he's planted eternity in our heart. This is the reason why we live. We should be striving for eternity. We live here maybe 70, 80 years, but we spend eternity in eternity. And so what we do in this life here and now matters in eternity. And so that's the, the big idea of what we're running towards. I talked to uh, a bunch of runners this week, a couple runners this week, um, and I asked them, because I don't run, um, and I asked them, I said, why do you run? What is the reason of why you run? Because me, a reason for me to run is being chased by a bear. You know what I'm saying? Anybody there? Like, you just hate running that much. If I'm being chased by a pack of wolves, I might run, you know? And, uh, and I was like, well, why do, you, why do you do this? And they gave me several different, both of them said, I didn't love running when I, I actually hated running when I started doing it, but I, 
you know, I got through it and I disciplined in myself and, and uh, now they love running and, and they're, they're, they're like, there's so many benefits why we run. We run for our health, for our heart, to, to live longer, to, to give, uh, you know, mental clarity and, and just all of these things to being able to, to discipline themselves and accomplish things. They, they gave me all of these reasons why they run and we all need a reason to run. If we don't, we end up sleeping through life, barking at each other, or end up hurting ourselves. We don't actually know who wrote the book of Hebrews. Many scholars believe that it's the Apostle Paul. Because of this Hebrew scripture, he uses the analogy of race, racing. And I love this analogy that he uses. He uses it several times in the New Testament in his writings. That's why they think that the Apostle Paul wrote Hebrews. Hebrews 12.1, let's read it this morning. He says this, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. We're going to come back to that, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We'll come back to that word endurance. The first thing I want to look at is the, the sin that so easily entangles us. And you can leave that passage up for a moment. Think about running a race. Think about running a race against somebody all tied up. Think about that for a moment. You're not, right? You're, like, you're not going to win that race. Like, like, if you're all tied up, you're not winning that race. And this is a race of endurance that God has called us to. This is a race of endurance. And so if we're all tied up and tangled in sin, man, we're going to get tired. We're going to get worn out. This is a race of endurance that God has called us to. Most of us aren't running, aren't living in a sprint. We're living in a marathon. And so God is playing the long game with our lives. And so it's, it's difficult, it would be difficult to be all tied up trying to win a, a race. And then the second thing that Paul says is that strip off the weight. Strip off the weight that slows us down. Many times in life, even after we get saved and we come to know Jesus. The weights that have been stripped off of us, many times we just end up putting them back on, right? When we have unforgiveness, we have bitterness in our hearts, we have anger, resentment of our past, continue struggle. With, with negative thoughts and stress and anxiety and depression. And when it, what ends up happening is we end up running this race with all of this weight on our back. And, and we're running this race with all of these things that, that, that Jesus took from us when he said it is finished on the cross, yet many times we put it back on our own backs and we're carrying around these heavy burdens and we're trying to run the race. We're, we're trying to get through the day. We're trying to get through the week, but we're just burdened down. We're just weighed down by the things of this life because we never really let them go. We've never really let... Jesus, strip off these heavy 
waits. And we want, listen, there's mark. God has marks in store for us. He has places that he wants us to get to. But if we are running this little race way down, slowed down, we're going to miss those open doors. We're going to miss those opportunities that God has in store for us because we're so weighed down. We wonder why something bad happens in our life and we get a little sad. All of a sudden, it turns into full-blown depression. It's because we're, we're carrying around things we should never be carrying. We're, we're, we're struggling in, in past sin and current sin, and we're just allowing Satan to remind us how no good we are. And instead of giving it to Jesus, we just carry it on us. And we wonder why we're tired all the time, physically, mentally, spiritually. We're just, we're just worn out. See, this is a race of endurance. This is a life of endurance. Let's look at the definition of endurance. The fact or power of enduring an unpleasant or difficult process or situation without giving way. I'm going to take this off because it's heavy. And my watch broke. Wow. Endurance. We're in this race of endurance, right? We're in this race of endurance. The definition literally is an unpleasant or difficult process. That's endurance, right? Like that's how we get endurance, going through something difficult. And for, for, for some of us, the, the struggle is when we go through difficult things, we're weighed down by, by the weight of this world that we can't have the endurance that God is asking us to have. This is a race of endurance. We're gonna go through difficult and unpleasant things. But when we go through them and we win and God sees us through them, that's where endurance comes in. It builds us up. We become stronger in the faith. That's how we can go through a pandemic and come out of it stronger, more built up, have more faith in Christ. You wonder why so many people take their own lives. A couple of weeks ago, I gave you the stats from the CDC. So many people more than ever are thinking about taking their own lives. And the reason is, is because they lose the reason of why they should be enduring this race. They just get worn down and, and they're just like, why am I enduring all of these things? It's because they're carrying on burdens and weights that they should never be carrying and they just get worn out and they forget the reason why they should be enduring this race. Now, before we even get into the nuts and bolts of, of God's purpose and, and that he has in store for us, we can't discover our reason to run without being set free first. I'm going to say it again because it was good. <laughs> we can't discover our reason to run without being set free first. 
So many of us, so many of us are trying to find purpose and, and reason to, to run and trying to find endurance, but we're carrying on this heavy weight and we're entangled and we're weighed down by, by stress and anxiety and depression and addiction and past hurts and pains and, and past losses and struggles. We have to be set free. So today I got four ways to find and stay in freedom. Freedom is the first step in discovering who we are in Jesus. Number one, discover true freedom in Jesus. Jesus is the only way to find freedom. You, you look at all the statistics of the, the rehab facilities and and. It's something like, if it's a secular rehab facility, there's like an 87% chance that they actually go back, that, that, that they, they go back to that rehab and, and they, they fall back into addiction. But if you look at the faith-based programs, it's almost the opposite. It's like an 87% success rate. And it's because of Jesus. It's because we can only find true freedom in Jesus. John 8, 31 through 32, this is the words of Jesus. He says this, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The very character of God is faithfulness. He is faithful to us even when we're unfaithful to him. The very character of who God is, he is a faithful God to us. And the expectation of this intimate relationship that God the Father wants with us, with Jesus wants with us, is faithfulness. God needs us to be faithful to him. If we want to discover everything that he has for us, we have to be faithful to him. Now, my life, many of you guys know my life, I, li I lived an extreme life, okay? I was into drugs and alcohol and that party lifestyle. And so when I came back to Christ, when I came back to Christ around when I was 21 years old, the first thing that the Lord spoke to me, the first thing the Lord spoke to me after I gave my life back to Christ was, Andrew, if you remain faithful to me, I will bless you beyond your imagination. Would you get, did you get the first part? If you remain faithful to me, Andrew, you need to be faithful to my word. You need to be faithful in prayer. You need to be faithful in tending my house and giving to my house and serving in my house. You need to be faithful of loving people well like I love them. You need to be faithful to me else you don't get the second half. And, 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 and listen, when I stopped doing drugs and, and, and drinking and all of that, my life did not get better. It got worse. Okay? Because I still had all of my issues, I still had all my problems, and now I'm sober. Okay? And I, now I've got to deal with all of this stuff sober now. And so, listen, many times when we, we just take things out of our life, okay, that's a good first step. But if we don't have Jesus at the center of everything that we're doing, we won't find true freedom and we won't stay in that freedom. 
Point number two, live in God's freedom. Live in God's freedom. Galatians 5, 1, and this is the Apostle Paul, and he says this, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. What is this yoke of slavery? This yoke of slavery is what Jesus did for us on the cross. He did two things specifically on the cross. One, he conquered death. So we don't have to be afraid of death any longer because he's created an eternity. He's prepared a place for us to go, right? So he's conquered death and he's conquered sin. And in this, this, this Christian life, there is the, there's that tug and pull of picking our weight back up, right? I'm going to put it on this way. Better illustration. We, we pick this, this weight back up. Listen, let, let me be honest with you. I carried a weight for seven years into my journey with Jesus. And it was because I felt like I had screwed up so bad in my life. Listen, I was raised in the church. I'm a preacher's kid. Walked away from God at 14 years old. Started doing drugs at 15. And I walked away from, from, from the truth. And I, and I was just carrying all of this brokenness and, and, and just insecurity and self-doubt and just ne- thinking that God can never actually use me the way that he was going to use me. And listen, it wasn't until I got rid of this extra weight, this extra spiritual baggage that I was carrying around that Jesus says, man, why are you carrying that around? Let me carry that yoke. I've already died to take that from you. And so some of you are just like, man, I can't believe I got a divorce. I can't believe I lost my job. I can't believe I invested in this stupid thing that I lost all my money. I, I can't believe I did this or that. Man, I can't believe my, my kids are a train wreck, right? And we're carrying around all of this extra weight that God is like, man, give it to me. It was at a, the end of a 21-day fast. I finally... God was just like, Andrew, you keep bringing up these past things in your life, and I don't remember them anymore. I've already taken them. And it was in that moment that I stripped off the extra weight that was on me, and it was, it was the moment. It was the moment after he then spoke, Andrew, I've called you to be a pastor. The moment I, I, I literally took it all off, all the burdens, I said, okay, God, it is your burdens. I'm not, you don't remember my past. I'm not gonna live in my past any longer. My past mistakes are my past mistakes. I'm gonna move forward in you. It was the very second that I decided to do that in my heart and my mind that God said, okay, I've called you to be a pastor. And for some of you, that is the step that you need to make today. You need to make it up in your mind that you are going to shed off the excess weight that you've been carrying around from from your past mistakes that is stopping you from hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. It's stopping you from stepping in to the very purpose of why God has called you to live. God wants us to live in this freedom that his son died for. And we can only do that 
by getting rid of the yoke of slavery that we keep putting on ourselves. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good looking enough. I've screwed up too much. I'm on my fourth marriage. I'm We need to get rid of that excess weight so God can do what he wants to do in our lives. Many times we're holding ourselves back from what God wants to do in our lives. Point number three, stay free by serving. Stay free by serving. Galatians 5.13. For you have been called to live in freedom. Do you believe it? Do you believe that today? That God has called you to live in freedom. My brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. Jesus did not give us the greatest gift of all time, which is freedom, being able to truly live free, to be selfish with it. He's called us to live selflessly. He's called us to live a, a selfless life. And, and listen, uh, I read this thing the other day. This, this one psychiatrist does this with people. Uh, he, he does it with his clients who struggle from depression. The first thing he tells them to do is go serve somebody. That's the first part of, of his uh, helping them get out of depression. He says, you need to go do something for somebody else. Because that's how we stay, we stay free, not, not so focused on our own selves and our own pity party and our own problems. No, no, no. You begin to love other people. You begin to serve other people. That's what Jesus did for us. He died for us. God hasn't called us to this this amazing gift of freedom to be selfish with it. And if we want to stay free, we need to serve one another. We need to serve one another. We need to be the church, and we need to serve God's house, and we need to serve one another. Not being so selfish with our time and our resources, but serving one another. This is how we stay free. This is how we stay free free. Point number four this morning, focusing on eternity keeps us focused on freedom. Focusing on eternity keeps us focused on freedom. 1 Corinthians 9, 23 through 25. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. Apostle Paul is like, man, this is my life. My, my life is to share the good news. Like, like, this is why I exist. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. Somebody needs to hear that this morning, that God wants you to win, that God has created you to be a winner, to be an overcomer. Come on, last week, part three, it's time for us to step into the flourishing that God has for us. I don't care if we just came out of a pandemic. God doesn't care about that. He's outside of all of that. We serve a God with unlimited resources. 
Come on, we need to start getting the mentality that we are more than conquerors, that, that we are winners in Christ Jesus. I'm gonna start winning in this life. I'm gonna start winning over my problems and my anger and my stress and my depression because Jesus has given me, man, he's already paid the price for my freedom. So I might as well live in it. Let me start getting the mentality of being a winner. You think about these, these professional athletes and and. I know we didn't have the Olympics this summer, and, and hopefully we'll have it this summer coming up. But the, these Olympic athletes, they train every single day. Why? Because they believe that they're a winner. They, they believe that they're going to win. And that's part of being faithful, man, that every day we realize that we're training in this race. Man, when I read my Bible, when I pray, when I come to church, when I get into a life group, I'm training for what God has in store for my life. Because God has called me to be a conqueror. God has called me to be a winner, not a loser. So we, it's time for us to change our mentality. Rick, Rick Reed said I could use his name and his story as he told me this morning. Him and Katrina have been coming to, to PLC for eight years. Okay, they, they came from our first flyer, all right, and, uh, in the movie theater. And uh, he told me this morning that him and Katrina did the 21 days of prayer and fasting in the beginning of the year. The word of the Lord that God gave us was, um, we're going to raise the bar. And, and man, he b- was believing that for his business. And, and um, he, he works uh, commission-only job, okay? Those of you know, I've worked commission-only jobs, stressful. You want to talk about having faith, okay, right? Uh, he, he has faith, but he's just believed, man, we're going to raise the bar this year on my business, and all of a sudden, pandemic hits, right? He told me this this morning, he told me this morning that his he's done more business than he's ever done in his whole life, that, that they've done a million dollars more in, in business than they ever have. This is going to be the best year of his life, and he believes it's because he was fasting and praying, and he gave this year to God. Listen, doesn't matter pandemic, it doesn't matter an epidemic, it doesn't matter if an economic meltdown happens, God's people will win. Can you put that scripture up again? I want to I finish it. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. The Apostle Paul he doesn't give details, but he does state that he's, he saw the third heaven, that, that he experienced the heavenly realms. And you wanna talk about someone who went through a lot of stress and, and man, every day he thought it could be his last day. Everybody wanted to kill him and, and, and stone him and abuse him and flog him and put him in prison. And you wanna talk about somebody that lived every single day like it could be his last. I'm telling you, this is what pushed him forward. That, that scene that he got of the heavenly realms of where he gets to spend eternity. I'm telling you, if, if we could just get a glimpse of what happened, man, what the, the place that Jesus has prepared for us is beyond our imagination. And so when someone cuts you off in traffic Monday, you can say, Lord, bless them and really mean it. Because you're focused on eternity. When we're focused on eternity, it allows us to stay in the freedom that Jesus paid for. 
because we've got a bigger goal. We've got a bigger reason to run. And so for some of you today, some of you today, you need to wake up. You need to start running the race again. For some of you, you need to stop hurting yourself, right? You're like that dog that keeps running and banging against the railing. You need to stop hurting yourself. You need to stop letting those those addictions and those habitual habits go and those negative mindsets go. Some of you just need to stop complaining and barking at people. Because we are winners. God has called us to be overcomers and winners. We're running a race that is beyond our imagination. For some of us today, we need to strip off that weight that's been holding us down. And I'm telling you today, the moment you let it go, the moment the Holy Spirit is gonna speak to you. Come on, let's bow our heads and close our eyes this morning as we go into our response time. Maybe you'd say today, Pastor, I've never said yes to Jesus. I wanna encourage you to, if you're watching online, to, to bow your heads, close your eyes. Or maybe you've drifted from the truth, you drifted from God, and you need to make a recommitment to Christ this morning. Every head bowed, every eye closed. This is your personal declaration of faith today. If that's you, just slip up your hand. I just wanna pray with you. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Yes, thank you, God. You can put your hands down. And I would just ask this morning, if we all say the, this prayer as we help those making the greatest decision of their life today, dear Jesus, I thank you for what you did on the cross. And I ask this morning that you would forgive me of all my sins, that you would come into my life and be my Lord and King. And from this day forward, I will walk in freedom. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give them a hand clap today. Heaven is rejoicing. Thank you so much for staying connected to Passionate Life Church. If you'd like more information, you can email us at passionatelifechurch at gmail.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, or share this with a friend. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon.